having anything always comes with a sort of Damocles hanging over the top of it because you could lose it, right? Or there's a cross to bear, like you said, Jimmy. There's a responsibility. There's an ownership. There's the probably the best way we can say this, and we'll keep, we'll talk about this concept a lot more as well, but you can't have financial freedom without having skin in the game. And yep. with skin in the game comes the potential of harm or damage or loss. Welcome to the Rise Up Live Free podcast, where we're going to be giving you the exact blueprint to reach financial freedom in 10 years or less, regardless of your age, your income, or your experience. You see, we believe that 97% of traditional financial advice is dangerous, misleading, or outright wrong. And we're here to empower you on how you can use money and cash flow as a tool to create, build, and live a life you love now rather than having to wait until you're 65. If you're ready to take immediate action, join us over at cashflowtactics.com forward slash podcast. Hey, how's it going? Rise up, live free, Cashflow Tactics podcast listeners. Uh, Jimmy and Brad are back and we are going to reach deep into human history today and discuss a concept known as the Sword of Damocles because Brad is fired up to talk about this today. I cannot wait to talk about this today. Well, why don't you lay it on everybody and talk about, let's just, you want to say why you're fired up about it or do you want to talk about the myth first? Let me give a quick intro why I'm fired up about it. I don't want to give everything away and then Jimmy, you tell the story and then we'll we'll banter back and forth about it. Okay. So I'm going to tell it in like a colloquial, I enjoy telling a really esoteric, historically, you know, kind of smart people stuff in really colloquial ways. So this is going to be fun. So this will be good. So what gets me fired up about this is there's so many people that just because they have an opinion, they feel like they should share it with you. And then because they shared it with you, they feel like you should validate that opinion about them. Oh God, I can't stand these people. Right. And when it comes to the concept of money and finance, anytime Jimmy, me, or Ryan, we teach a concept, we pop off about something, we state something as truth, there's a lot of times the response comes, well, it's easy for you to say because you're rich or you have money or you already have success, you have a business, whatever that would be, as if that was the way it always was, right? And so there's this looking at those that have something, especially when it comes to comforts and luxury and money, and they're able to achieve and be doing the things that they want to do. It's easy from somebody on the outside to look on the inside and make certain sets of comments around that. And this is what keeps bringing back up the sort of Damocles conversation, which I'm excited for Jimmy to share the story with you, is it for me, it really helps put in perspective those types of comments. So that's what got me fired up about it. Here is a couple of conversations I had with people about not understanding the other side of the conversation, right? Not just, oh, Brad's got a successful business. He's got a lot of real estate. He has a lot of cash flow. He says that he's financially free and doesn't have a boss and all of this stuff. Wouldn't wouldn't that be nice, right? And Brad's in this maybe privileged position where we're going to talk about what doesn't often get talked about in the conversation of not just money and finance, but just life in general. And that's the story of Damocles. So Jimmy, where does this uh, story originate? 
Yeah, and by the way, we're going to probably do a podcast series on hammering on people popping off with no credibility index. Have we done a podcast on just what a credibility, credibility index, index is? Uh, we haven't yet. Okay. but All right, let's get into Damocles first. Okay, so way, 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 way back in the day in ancient Greece, there I forget which island he was king of or which city-state he was king of, but Damocles was a Greek king, right? Mm-hmm. And so Damocles would have these dinners and like, well, no, one it's day the other that- way. Damocles, Dion, D- how do you say his name? Dionysus was the king. Di- Dionysus. Dionysus was the king. Damocles okay. is the one that threw the, the comment out there. Okay. So, and like, look, everybody's been here, here. I am having a flashback right now of when I did this to somebody. Yeah. But so Damocles is this dude. Do you remember like, what kind of dude he was? Was he a farmer? He was just not a rich, powerful guy, right? Yep. So he was just kind of a commoner that was in the king's court with Dionysus. Yep. And so he was very envious of Dionysus, thinking like Dionysus, this king, had everything made in the shade and everything was awesome for him. So Dionysus invites him to dinner. And doesn't he have him sit in his seat? Yeah. So he says to Damocles, you know, he says, wait, if, if you want to be emperor, if you want to be king, why, why don't you come and try what it's like for a day, right? So he has him sit in his throne and he has succulent meals prepared for him and women, you know, waving, you know, breeze on him with palm leaves and like the whole thing, right? Sets yep. him all up with the lifestyle, right? Yep. And so then Damocles is, you know, he's pretty happy as long as his eyes are facing eye level, right? Mm-hmm. But then where the story gets spicy is the guy looks up and what does he see right above his head? A razor sharp sword hanging by a single hair of a horse's mane above his head. (laughs) It's like, what a great myth. What a great story. But so to finish it off, Damocles is like, whoa, wait a minute. This sucks. Nobody told me about this sword. Yep. And so all of a sudden he couldn't enjoy anything that was in front of him, right? Dionysus let him go like half the day without knowing that was there. And he enjoyed that part of the day. And then when he, when he saw the sword, then it was nothing but anxiety and fear and worry and none of the benefits of being king. He couldn't enjoy any of it. And he didn't even last the rest of the day. He said, I'm out. I don't want this. I can't stand this. <laughs> right. And so, and then this is a huge issue and whatever you, whatever you want to call a society or whatever today, but intellectuals yet idiots. And I'm just going to hammer on this for a while because I am super fired up about this. Popping off completely uneducated with what the sword of Damocles is. And guess what? Every human being on earth has a cross to bear. Every human being has a sword of Damocles hanging over their head. Yep. And so the sword Dionysus, when, when asked about what is this sword hanging over me, he made the point. He said Dionysus rose to power through, he was iron fisted. He conquered and he, he fought his way to the top. And so he had made a lot of enemies in that process. And so he was making the point that his power came with this ever present threat of somebody wanting to dethrone him and wanting to knock him off. And so to Damocles, who didn't have the what it took to rise to power, that was how he made known to him the other side of power and comfort and the leisure that the king had, right? What he had gone through and what he faces 
on a daily basis. So for us inside of Cashflow Tactics, for this conversation of financial freedom, we teach win, win, win wealth. So it's not the same idea that, you know, we have to lie, cheat and steal to get to where we are, but having anything always comes with a sort of Damocles hanging over the top of it because you could lose it, right? Or there's a cross to bear, like you said, Jimmy, there's a responsibility, there's an ownership, there's the probably the best way we can say this, and we'll keep, we'll talk about this concept a lot more as well, but you can't have financial freedom without having skin in the game. And yep. with skin in the game comes the potential of harm or damage or loss, right? You can't have both sides of it. You can't have financial abundance and financial freedom without the opposing skin in the game. But it just isn't money. How many kids do you got, Brad? Six kids. Holy cow. And like six kids. Like your Facebook pictures look great. Everything looks awesome. <laughs> Having six kids, I'm sure, is awesome, right? It is. But there's I definitely have to put a sword them to bed of, at night. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely a sword of Damocles with being a parent. Like yep. it's awesome. They're cute, but I have never worried. And my kids are young, but so I can only imagine what it's gonna be like when they're teenagers. Yeah. I have never worried like I worried having kids. Uh, exactly, right? I can't have all of the fulfillment and joy that comes from a family without that sort of Damocles hanging over. What if something happens to them? What if they make the wrong decisions? What What if, what if, what if? That's the other what side. What if I'm a, not a good dad? Like, what if I yep. mess them up? What if there's yep. a big sword? Yes. And that's true in business as well, right? It looks really nice to say, hey, these guys run a business and they make a lot of money and they have all that stuff. But like we lose sleep overnight for our employees, right? We know that it's the paychecks that's putting food on their table, right? And putting their kids through college and through school and all of that kind of stuff. It comes with that other side. And then financial freedom comes with it. Yeah, it's great. I own assets. I have cash flow that I don't have to work for. But, right, I've got liabilities, right? I've got the I've got the mortgages that have to be paid. I I have to take the other side of the equation if I want the benefit. I can't be in a position where I get the benefit without finding and identifying that sort of Damocles. And then that's like I like coming out of the event, like I what the best feedback we got from most people is like we spent a good two hours inside the event talking about financial freedom, how to get there, and then talking about how it is a gut-wrenching, soul-sucking process. The, the, the rest of the event was that. Yeah, that constantly is demanding more of you. And like, like, look, I'm in a pretty good state of mind today, but like, what a noble adventure to play a game that's always demanding more of you and always demanding you become more than you currently are. Now, granted, if I was in a bad mood today, I would be like, oh man, this sucks. Like really, it's a never ending. I just wanted to be rich. Why did it have to be so hard? Yeah. And by the way, like, have we said this on the podcast yet? I don't know. But like every like quarterly planning session we have, and we're like, oh my God, another mountain to climb. There will be a point in every planning session where I just start whining. I'm just like, dude, (laughs) I just want to be rich. Like, why is this so hard? And like, I seriously, there was a couple moments with Susie. I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, I just wanted to be rich. I didn't know it was going to be mm-hmm. this hard. And rich is such a bad, not a bad word, but right. just such a, it's a very crass flippant. word. Yeah. Yeah. A very flippant I, word for it. 
What I really meant is I want to create a bunch of value out there and follow my dreams. But I didn't know it was going to be that hard. And then luckily, my lovely wife would be like, you can do it, Jimmy. There's a plaque waiting for you at the end of this. <laughs> Just keep going. So why do we bring this up on the podcast then? Why do listeners of Cash Tactics, why do those embarking on this journey of financial freedom in 10 years or less need to understand this concept of the Sword of Damocles? How will this serve them? I have just noticed the most pain I see are on these naive optimists that no one has told them the downside of this or that the potential sword of Damocles that they're going to have to and Dionysus. I am not good at Greek pronunciation. Neither am I. Dionysus, you know, he learned to live with it. He figured it out. But it's those people who like freak out. They're like, oh my God, there's a sword of Damocles if I want to play this game. And they like, I believe we serve our audience and serve our community. If we're just like, it's not a big deal. It's just a sword, but it's going to be there. Don't be freaked yeah. out by it, but it's definitely there. And a hundred percent. So I would say the majority of people selling you a dream, telling you what you can do, spend 90% of their time on how great it's going to be. And then they dust over the sort of Damocles side of the conversation. I would say we do we're 50 50 and we probably lean more into the dark side of it than even the positive sides of it. we say, yes, all of that is possible, but here's the work that's actually required to get there. And if somebody's not talking to you about the difficulties you're going to face one of two things, either one, they're a charlatan because they're not telling you the truth or two, they've actually not gone through it themselves. And so they don't know that they need to speak to you about it. In either case, they're not somebody that can get you through this journey, right? And becoming financially free, Ryan and I talked about this on the last podcast. We talked about needing to take on the identity of someone who is financially free, someone who is in control of their finances. There is an identity that has to be taken on. And it's that identity that allows the tactics to work, right? If we don't take on that identity, when we get punched in the face, then all of our plans are going to go scattering out. Like you have this nice, neat stack of papers and everything makes sense and everything's logical. and Everything's going to go perfectly. And then you get punched in the face and that pile of papers goes sprawling across the ground. And now you're left trying to pick it all up, right? It's that identity that's going to allow you to pick it back up and continue to push forward. But, and then it's, it's just knowing that that pressure, it doesn't go away. And if anything, it gets bigger, right? The further we've pushed into this abyss of serving, growing, developing that I, I think only the heavier that sword gets, but knowing that it's there allows us to be able to deal with it and be able to, to push on. Jimmy, are there people that come in to our community that we look at and say, oh man, this guy has no idea or that this gal has, this guy has no idea. And when that happens, Jimmy, I've seen you do it. You get this like, what would you call it? Like sense of blood in the water and you're going to go yeah. after this and ensure that they know exactly what they're getting into. Well, I think I can recognize when someone is overly naive and like is not set up for success. And where does the conversation go when they're naive? How wonderful everything's going to be or sort of Damocles? It's, and then this is generally where I start making fun of people because <laughs> one, it's fun. And two, 
like, I don't know how to do the psychological terms and everything, but when you're alerting people to this, you have to have some sense of humor about it. Tell the grenade story. Cause I think that <laughs> actually is like, that is this conversation. Tell the grenade yeah. story. You've told it before, but tell it again. And let's relate that to this. Okay. So like the first time anybody would go outside the wire in Iraq, what we would do is we would take, cause you know, when you, your first time out, me included, of course, like your first time out of the wire, you're tense, you're nervous. Like you have no idea what's going to happen. And so mm -hmm. what we would do, and like before the first time, like we got IED, I was almost hoping like, you know, let's get an IED, let's get one under my belt. And IED was a roadside bomb, like just so, you know, I won't be afraid of it anymore. And so, uh, best, you know, kind of a tangent, but first day our convoy got hit. So it was very easy to get, um, We're in it. yeah, it was like your first hit in football. But so what we would do one, cause my platoon sergeant was a complete a-hole and two, I was a complete a-hole. What we would do is if it was somebody's first day, we would take our convoy of Humvees and then we would go by a canal where we knew nobody would get hurt. And then we'd throw grenades into the canal to create the explosions. One, it was very funny to watch the person freak out. The newbie, but, right? So you're taking yeah. the newbie out through there. Yep. Yeah. But two, like there was, I'm sure we could do a study on it. And there were benefits other than our juvenile sense of humors. But it got the person to understand. One, we could tell that they were going to super freak out or just kind of freak out. Like, could mm -hmm. we trust this guy? And then it kind of got them their first rep in a freaking out and like testing themselves like, hey, take a breath, rely on your training, keep moving. And then it built camaraderie because we'd get back in the wire like, oh, you guys are assholes. But, you know, thanks for doing that. So, yeah. you know, when I see that in real estate, like or somebody coming into our community, like you do see me get a look in my eye because one, I know I'm going to have some fun busting somebody's chops. And then two, it's tough love, but I know it's good for them. And that's the whole point of this podcast is to really make everyone aware that is, Jimmy, is financial freedom worth it? Like oh, yeah. is for sure, right? Yeah. But it, it doesn't go away. We just learn how to handle it. And the, I think the people that struggle the most in creating financial freedom are the ones that think that the better they get at this or the more properties they have or the more money they secure in a vault or the less they pay in taxes will actually prevent or get rid of the sword, which it, it, and I, yeah, it look, doesn't. I'm the foremost person who thought that. I am the foremost dumbass who thought that for sure. Yep. But what and we've learned in this game is the opposite, right? Right. And then I, I feel like we have an obligation to just tell people that before they cross the threshold. Like if somebody would have told me about it, I would have just the psychological shock of the failures of the seeing the sword would not have been as traumatic. Yep. So point number one, I guess, takeaway from this episode is the sword doesn't go away. We can't prevent it. So first off, if we want to reap the rewards and have the fruits, the sword will be there, right? If we, there are there ways to invest without the sword of Damocles? Absolutely, right? It's called your, your 401k, 
but it doesn't provide financial freedom, right? Especially inside of a time frame that we care about, where we have control, where where we can rise up, where we can live our best life. So that's the first thing is we know that we're choosing that, right? Because financial freedom requires skin in the game. It requires that taking of responsibility, okay? And so, Jimmy, we spent another whole entire section in the event and we, this is a, a core part of the training that we put together. The only way to truly deal with the sort of Damocles is to, these are the words that we use all the time, is we work very, very hard to balance our upside by removing our risk of getting knocked out of the game entirely, right? Eliminating or yeah. reducing as much as possible the risk of ruin. So we know bad things are going to happen. And so we take this barbell approach to success right? We don't worry about anything really in the middle, right? We're either going for the success, the big target, what we're hitting for. And then on the other side of it, the other side of that barbell is we're doing all, making all the preparations possible so that we don't get knocked out of the game, that we're not eliminated, right? And that to me is yep. how, how I can stare at this sort of Damocles and know that things are going to be okay. Because if it falls, I've protected the fact that I'm not going to get completely knocked out of the game. I never take so much risk or so much leverage or so thin on my reserves or, or my time or whatever that would be to where I could get knocked out of the game. And it allows me to move my game plan forward on the other side of the barbell. I mean, I psychologically just play a game with myself that when I make a new move or do something, I've just accepted that I've already lost it. And then at that point, everything I get back on an investment is gravy. That's a great mindset for it. That's a very stoic type mindset, right? Where we divorce ourselves of the results. We only put in the, the inputs of what we can control. And then, like you said, any win is a positive win. Because really, at the end of the day, we teach this to our kids all the time. Well, and then just a little corollary, but it's always a known loss. I don't play any game where I don't know. Now, granted, there's you know, there's a certain percentage chance the sun won't rise tomorrow. Like you can't know everything. Right. But I do everything I can to prepare myself for a known loss. So we have a known loss, which is is small in proportion to my potential upside, right? Yes. So I don't I don't ever want those things to be equal. I want a very limited downside, a very large or unlimited upside. And then I want multiple ways that I can achieve that upside. Because if there's, do you like games where you can only win one way, Jimmy? Oh my God, that's so silly. Uncle Jimmy doesn't like games that he can only win one way. So we got to have, that's really the formula for dealing with the, that. That's it. That's cool. That came out. This is the formula to deal with the sort of Damocles or the pressure that comes with success is limit your downside, give yourself disproportionate to unlimited upside and multiple ways to gain that upside. And that's the formula of how we deal with this sort of Damocles. And we teach our kids this on a regular basis that when they're upset about something, we stop and we go back and say, well, what did you expect? Like, what was your expected outcome from this thing? And what we find is their level of frustration or anxiety or stress or worry or anger is just the difference between what they expected to happen and what they got. That's it. And if we can go back and talk about, well, what did we expect going into this and how can we manage and understand what we should have expected versus what we got, we can completely change 
our perspective and outcome. And that's part of what this podcast is meant to do for you guys. I know it's not, you know, deep investing topics, but we have so many people that, that this well, is a deep investing topic. This is the base of the pyramid. <laughs> this is the mindset you have to actually have before you cross the threshold. Because no amount of investing success, if you're not prepared to deal with the sort of Damocles, just like Damocles, he could not enjoy the rest of his time, right? Sitting in the emperor's chair. And that's what we're trying to help you with. No amount of success, no amount of money, no amount of cash flow, no amount of benefit that we could ever bring to the table will compensate if you're not prepared to deal with the sword of Damocles. Absolutely. There we have it. Okay. Yeah. So close this out, Jimmy, take us home. All right. Well, want to follow your own hero's journey. If you want us to go become financially free, you got to start with where you're at. So I invite you to take our five-day financial freedom challenge. Start preparing for your journey. Start listening to this podcast. Really get into the Cashflow Tactics community with a bunch of like-minded people on the same journey. Everybody in the boat, rowing in the same direction, and come get in the game with us. And then we do that by going to cashflowtactics.com forward slash challenge. We'll see you inside the challenge and on the next episode of the podcast. Till then, go out, go forth, serve, grow, and, and embrace the journey that is financial freedom. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you guys. All right, all right. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Rise Up Live Free podcast. If you're not subscribed already, then be sure to do that right now so you can get all of the latest information downloadable right to your phone. But before you go, what would it be like and feel like if you had your own personalized financial freedom game plan? If you like that, head over to cashflowtactics.com forward slash five day challenge. There, we'll walk you through step-by-step in just 30 minutes a day over the course of five days. We'll show you what's working, what's not, where you're stuck, and help you gain clarity for probably the first time ever in exactly what it will take for you to be on the path to financial freedom in just 10 years or less. If you're ready to go, join us at cashflowtactics.com forward slash five-day challenge. Until next time, take control over your finances, rise up, and live free.